podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi guys, welcome to McCullough and House and Uncensored. I am Adam McCullough, he's Mr. Stephen Allison, and this is the place where we are absolutely uncensored. You see you like that want us to talk about football all the time. Do you know well, what? We don't have to here. This is our right. safe space. We are uncensored, full stop. So calling true? this uncensored is, is a bit of a piss take. It's fake. What it should be. I'll tell you what's a piss take, the Premier League piss take. Don't be plugging other shows, innit? Are you fucking mad? It's, it might be our best ever show, you know. But, I think, and? I think Joel, and, I think Joel and, is becoming the deck to my aunt oh. that you were supposed to be. No, I was never meant to be that. You were? No, I weren't. You were? No, I weren't. I've got the big forehead. You're shorter than me. Anyway, anyway, this should be called unplanned. Unscripted. Unscripted. Yeah. Off reservation. Off, I don't like off reservation. Sounds like we should be at a farm or something. But this is the place. We, we, we start off thinking, we're going to chat about the new Champions League. No, we're we're going to chat about this. We're going to chat about that. Fans are going to be at the game next Look, week. And then we just never do it. We stick the car in first gear. You put your foot down and you see where it goes. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. And that's all we do. Mm. And so, then we find out where we go. All right. So let's start off with, this is first gear. Bruno is player of the month again. Colour me shot. I think it's four out of seven or five out of eight. Four out of five out of eight. He's been all right, hasn't he? He hasn't been bad. Is he the most influential signing post Ferg? Is he more influential than Zlatan was? Yes. Because Zlatan was very influential. And I think you saw Zlatan's influence when Jose lost him. Yes. Isn't it? So yes. I think is Zlatan the only one that comes close? Yes. But Bruno is. Yes. Okay. Great chat. Um, you've been gym today, haven't you? Yep. Gym's opened. Great chat. Got straight in there. Yeah. Like a car bonnet. We, we, that's not the saying. <laughs> that's not the saying. He was on it like a car bonnet. No, straight in there like a car bonnet. Happy as Sally, as they often uh, say. Happy as Sally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you do at gym today? Um, went a bit mad. So? Uh, it's been bare months since we've been in the gym proper. Um, as so, you often say. Yeah, so... Started with deadlifts, got carried away, ended up doing like 120 kilogram. Don't need to be doing that when I've done fuck all for like six months. Um, so I feel like a bit of a crackhead at the moment. Got up like to the shakes and everything. Yeah. Nervous system, well and truly shocked. Well, you're cold turkey. Yeah. You're not like a crackhead. If you're no. a crackhead, you wouldn't be shaking. Hmm. Well. They look to me like the shake though. Sometimes. I mean, I lived around a lot of them. Great people, but <laughs> not all there. But yeah, so gym's opened. Uh, it's a weird experience. I find myself looking at other gym users going, stop touching stuff. But is it like January at the moment? You know, like in January when? I thought it would it's... be, but now it won't. Nah. So, uh, see, I went, um, when lockdown two, oh, sorry, in between lockdown one and lockdown two, the, like the little Great hiatus. Um, I went then. We only went a few times during then. And it was all right until they locked us up again and they said we couldn't go anymore. It was all right. It was very quiet, <clears throat> really quiet. I'm at a city centre one, uh, of which there's loads of chains of, and uh, I think there's about seven in Manchester actually. Mm. Um, but they, uh, the no that one's never usually busy anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it was pretty steady. But yeah, I just find myself like because you've got to wipe all your equipment down uh, mm. with a baby wipe, do an anti-back wipe, 
No, you've got to wear a mask on the way in. I just find myself judging. So you don't have to wear a mask when you're... Not when you're exercising. But when you walk in the place, and if you're walking like from one area to another, you've got to bang a mask on. It's no biggie. But um, I find myself proper judging everyone in there. Yeah. I, I used to go where... Uh... Like, just, there's a fucking guy going up posing in front of the mirror, touching all the dumbbells. I'm oh, like, mate! Man. She's not wiping it down. There's always that guy, isn't it? Like, I, I was in a good routine of going gym before March. And then... What happened in March? You know what happened in March. And then... Um, it stopped, but like, in my gym, you couldn't, I don't think you could do it, because you go into this, you put your pin in, it's a pure gym, cheap as fuck. You put your pin in, you go in like this capsule, and then the front opens, and I just think like, ima imagine just loads of people breathing in that capsule, going through and through. Um, but yeah, I, you know what I hate about Do you know what breath when you get in there, look, I do. Nah, we're not, we're not the most famous people, but you know what I hate? When you're struggling at the gym and someone comes up to you, you that Adam McCullough? <laughs> Fucking hell, lad, yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling it out. <laughs> Spot me, quick. Oh, God, yeah. Well, they expect you to have Andy Tate just with you. Yeah, where's Andy Tate? <laughs> Is it on a fucking squat rack? I don't know. <laughs> fucking hell, you checked. Um, I did get clocked in the, in the gym in here, though, and this has literally never happened because it wasn't the most viewed show. The guy comes up to me and goes, you on YouTube? Obviously. And I was like, yes, mate. And he goes, oh, yeah, watch that show you do with Brendan. Oh, the MMA one? Yeah, and I'm like, what? That's it. I love that. <laughs> I love that, when people know you for the least known thing that you do. Do you know so what? Uh, Billy Conley's got a story. Uh, you know the comedian, Billy Conley? Great one of my favourite comedians of all time. Um, absolutely stricken with Parkinson's at the moment. Really? Oh, he's in Sorry. tatters, like real shaky with it. Um, he made a bit of a gag about it at the start of his show. He's like, you see me holding on to the stool here? He goes, fucked if I hung he wasn't. Is he still performing in there? No, he stopped performing now. I think he's actually really poorly with it. Um, but so this was maybe a couple of years ago at a G-Max. Honestly, like literally a bucket list thing. Like, I really wanted to. Joe, he would probably be one of the best podcast guests you could ever get. But he's got a, a story he does in one of his specials years ago, years and years ago. And he's talking about how a guy comes and goes... Uh, He's like, at the time, I've been on TV, Royal Variety, all that kind of shit. And he goes, this guy's like, I know you're from somewhere. I know you. He's like, he's got a dinner somewhere at a big, posh, fancy place where there's a guy that does like toboggan and shit. And he's like, the guy keeps saying to him, I know you. I do. I know you're from somewhere. What accent is that? Is um, that Chris Eubank? Posh. Yeah, a bit, bit Chris Eubanky. <laughs> so there's a guy going, I know you. Yes, I do. I know you. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, right, you fucking know me, Jesus. And then he goes, like, right at the end of the day, he goes, I know where I know you're from. And he goes, where? And he goes, Eaton. And he goes, Eaton. And, he got, and the crowd fucking kills itself, like Billy Connolly at Eaton. And he goes, but they were right. He goes, I was in a folk band. He goes, we played Eaton one night. And he remembered it. He goes, he'd been sitting there staring at me all night going, fucking hell, do I know this guy from? You wouldn't thought Billy Connolly at Eaton. There you go. Yeah. I didn't know, even though he was in a band. I think it was called the Humble Bums or something. Did you not go like in that. a float tank? What is a float tank, Steve? Why have you been in one? Right. I may be described as a slightly aggressive maniac at times. Okay. So, in an attempt to be less of a psychopathic maniac, I got some some shit that can help you with that. <laughs> um, I occasionally go to a flotation tank. I haven't been in a while, and uh, it's really good, you know. <laughs> so, are you Wayne Rooney trying to fix his metatarsal? No, it's nothing like that. You fucking <laughs> oh. that's an oxygen thing. Oh, okay. So, a flotation tank is a massive bath, essentially. 
the water is the same temperature as your skin, so you don't feel where the water starts and your skin ends. And it's got like 700 pounds of salt uh. in there. What are you saying? Someone <laughs> else's bath water. Like it's not rinsed through, you maniac. It's also, covered in, it's also covered in Epsom salt. So you float in there. So you literally, your brain just disconnects. You don't feel like, you're like, no, I'm conscious that I'm sitting on a chair. Like, you just get to disconnect <coughs> and you can either have lights on, weird fucking whale music or whatever. I go pitch black. Give me the fucking psychedelic stuff. I've like seen all sorts of mad light shows and stuff previously. Not today. Today it was a bit shit because I kept getting salt in my eye, <laughs> which fucking well takes you out of the mood. After Are your about eyes 20- open in there? No, you close your eyes, try and concentrate on your breathing. And I thought I'd just do it just to try and promote a bit of relaxation. Didn't so work. Got salt so, in my eye. So you're in up in to your neck? No, you lie on your back. Okay. But because you float, it doesn't really go in your eyes. But because my hair's fucking double long at the moment, it was just like I kept getting a, a, a drip into my eye and it burns. <laughs> so yeah, it, Joe, really interesting. Check it out. Uh, sensory deprivation tank or flotation. I or think I think we need lines. like to go and film it for uncensored. <laughs> film uncensored in a flotation tank. How about that? Did that work? I don't know. I don't but think you can go two in a. I don't want to be in anybody else's bathwater. Remind me of being a kid. My brother used to have to jump in. Remember that? We used to share a bath. Go! <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll have your bathwater after. It's, it's been I was the oldest soup. sibling, though, so he had to use my bathwater. You get me? Because, you know, times are hard, man. Hot water don't come free. Just get a shower. Um, Stop being in, in someone's stinky ball water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's grime, man. Like, this, oh, that's so grimy, isn't it? Some of the things you used to do back in the day. Like, there used to be toilets outside in your garden. Do you remember um, the film Trainspotting? Yes. I haven't seen it in a long time. Do you know the bathroom scene where he goes to that bathroom, which is the most disgusting yeah, bathroom yeah, yeah, yeah. in the world? I went to a bathroom like that in Blackpool once. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right? Why was sitting in traffic a fucking thing that our parents made us do? Let's go to Blackpool and see the lights. Oh, yeah, for, the lights? For what starters, the they're shit. And you get them on, like, Wilmslow Road, Soul yeah. Road. They're any road. shit. How did you commercialise traffic jams? Yeah, it's... it's. Do you know what they need to do? They need to bang them on the M6. My aunt used Put to some like... lights over the M6 and instead of calling it fucking rush hour traffic, call it the fucking M6 lights. That's a good... I, I, I'd enjoy my drive a lot more. Like, oh, there's Vera Duckworth. Yeah. It was, and just random fucking D-listers as well. Let's go to do the 2P machines. You want to put 2P in Let's win pay 2P? 13 fucking quid out. for fish and chips. And get attacked by a seagull as big as a dog. I got massively racially abused once in Blackpool as well. Like, the skeezer just kept following me, calling Mohammed. Constantly. It's like, Why? yo, Mohammed, Mohammed, Mohammed. Just following me. I was a kid and I shit myself. I'm like, but my uncles and that sorted him out. So it was all right. So that's what I think of when I think of Blackpool. Getting racially abused, 2P machines and shit lights. <laughs> I, uh, I got a talking to off the police in Blackpool. Because... Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I get sometimes? Yeah. Uh, I was very, very drunk. When was this? 2005. Pre YouTube. Oh, Pre YouTube. 2005. FC United were playing Blackpool in what they termed as a Euro away. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone stayed over in Blackpool. It's away, there's a beach. Euro Camps. away. Um, get your jabs. Jobs are good. Um, so. Been out in a nightclub. I mean, it was good because like the players and that are in there, and obviously they're, they're non-league players, so they're not in a fucking different part of the club. Um, 
<laughs> there's something that will get so taken out of context that I'm not saying it. Um, but I'd got that drunk anyway, that, and I was probably being Larry because you know, it's happened. Occasionally. It's happened. And um, Copper texts me outside. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm walking outside. Copper fucking pushes me up against the fucking shutter. I'm like, yeah, mate, don't fucking push me. Like, and he's like, you need to go home, you drunk. And I was like, I know I'm drunk. And I am going home. And then he's like, kept shoving me back. And I'm like, stop fucking shoving me. And then do you know they do that thing? Where they put their hands inside the body armor. Now, for starters, yeah. that annoys me for many reasons. Bigging up your chest for. It's just a, I hate it. It's just a, that's not what body armor's for. It's not a hand warmer. Like, so he's got his fucking hands in here. And I also know that you're fucking well off balance when you do this. So I fucking shoved him. And he went over. And his hands were stuck in his thing. So he just fucking like kicking on the floor like this. And I ran off. This is definitely your description. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I was well lost. And this is like pre-internet. He's uncensored. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it was pre-internet. I can't get Google Maps up to find a fucking shit little hotel that I'm in. What an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah. Great times. Um, Blackpool, what a place to be. Yeah. Now, that'd be on Twitter. I can't go around shoving coppers now. Game's gone. Game's gone. <laughs> Game's gone. <laughs> do you actually, though, do you remember the Emirates? To be honest, people spoke about it before. <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm surprised that didn't become more of a thing. Yeah, I'm surprised that didn't become a thing. I was on bail for six months. Our bus case. <laughs> that was funny. Moving on from that. Um, fans are going to be in stadiums talking about fans. We um, won't be. Arseholes. West Ham fans are going to be in stadiums. Well, yeah, we won't be at that game. Um, we won't be at any game. There will be United fans at that game. They, yeah. They will. There'll be Cotney Reds, whatever. Some There'll be at least one United fan at that game. Tickets on the, the black market will go for a lot of dough in that. Um, I wonder if they're going to do full 100% ID checks. They've got to, man. They have to. They have to. I was looking at possibly buying an Anthony Joshua ticket today. Um, obviously, man ain't got that hook up no more. So uh, I was looking at them. There's a thousand quid for VIP. Thousand quid for VIP. I know it's uncensored, but let's not go there. Um, a thousand quid for VIP. And I was thinking, I'd do it, but what if. A day before, on the day, like, your area gets put into lockdown. You've just got a ticket. You can't resell these tickets. You're fucked. And tickets start, I think they're like 200, 400, 600, 800 grand. I can understand that because, you know, it's Mate, a, I'm feeling so trapped at the minute by the restrictions of lockdown. Like, I, like, I do like four or five foreign trips a year in it. Like, I have to get out and go and experience that. Last year, I hit stuff. every continent apart from, like, Antarctica and that. Shit house. Like, America, I didn't do South America, but I did North. Caribbean, I went to Barbados, did India, did Singapore, Australia, loads of places in Europe, and now this year, nowhere. I've, I've been in my garden, <laughs> and I've been in my kitchen, I've been in my loft. Oh, yeah, and I went Africa. Um, but yeah, this, I feel I feel like quite claustrophobic almost. Like I really got the fucking urge to just fucking disappear for a bit. Unlike the rest of social media, I don't want to go to Dubai. Um, I get why that that's I I am not hyped by the Dubai thing. I do want to go. I want to do an event out there, like a Paddock Devils event, whatever. I want to do an event out there, but. Like, I can see, because there's no restrictions there, isn't it? So everyone's obviously well, going to go to the place that you can go to. But thought you couldn't fly out from England, so what happened there? 
But so my mate Bren's been there for, I don't even know anymore. It feels about like five months. He's been in Dubai, just fucking stone cold chilling. Because there is an MMA fighter. He don't do a lot of fighting. His last fight, was it last year or year before? Fucking New Year's Eve, Madison Square Garden. Not a bad place to fight. Mm. It's about, about the best MSG's place you can sick. fight. But yeah, he can't get a fight at the minute because of Rona. Mm. MSG might be the best place I've seen a fight, actually. But um, I'm feeling so claustrophobic and I'm like, I, I keep getting the urge and I keep finding myself jibbing on the sky scanner going, oh, can I just oh, fucking mate, go I wanna, to... I want to go somewhere on my own. Just go. Well, I mean, that's me going insane, but I just want to do one. Yeah, from I get everybody. That. Well, I have to kind of think about my wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> <clears throat> I do. And to be fair... They're all right and all. They're all right, yeah. People are all right. You are all right. Everyone's all right. But sometimes, you just need to do one on your own, I think. Like, I, I love going watching football in a different thing. Like, I watched a Premier League game in Bahrain. Mentalist experience ever. Watched one in Bulgaria. Mentalist experience ever. You know, we w- went to Spain and Germany and just caught local matches over in them, them places. Rather than, like, United playing away there. Because that's United and it's not... Like, you want to go and see what it's really like, mm. you know, when it's, you know, Atletico versus Athletic. Mint. And I just get that urge to go, like, I really want to fucking go. I want to go and watch AC Milan or something. And... That's the thing, like, after this is all over with. Oh, is it going to be a pickback? Is it going to be, a, a, a like, a, like, there's always, like, a, a swing. When, when something swings one way, the kickback the, the other way is almost as, as bad in it. Like, mm. So do you think with how much everyone's locked down, do you think there's going to be, like, a spate of people emigrating and, like, just fucking off on cruises and holidays and fucking all sorts of stuff? Well, it's harder to, probably for a lot of people, a lot of the, like, Europe's off cards now for, for a lot of Brits. Like, it's weird. Like, everything's changing from but, January. Talking about Brexit, Premier League rules are changing. That's for, fucking... If you voted for that, go fuck yourself, honestly. Not a single good thing. Not one. Not one fucking good thing has come out of this. And if you're one of the shit towns that mostly voted for this, Sunderland, I'm looking at you. Dover, I'm looking at you. Then you've absolutely fucked yourself in the arse, you stupid fucks. Obviously, my family's from Belfast. Um, I used to go there most summers. I go there less now because, like, my nan's passed away. My aunties that lived there passed away or moved here or whatever, but, like... I used to go there a lot and used to see some mental stuff like over there. Like just just standard tanks rolling through the street. Like nuts over there, bro. So like it is is mental. But every single person that you meet, you never have a bad experience. Like it's weird, like my memories of it are good, but when you think of the stuff that I saw, it's like raw. Like, imagine seeing that here. But um, But it is here. No, it is, of course it's here. But you just see and it's the sort of thing that people thought that, that can't happen on your own shows but yeah the more I've educated because it's a conflict I didn't really know a lot about and it was meant to have been my first posting as I was leaving basic training um, I got told I'm being posted to Ireland straight away and I was like okay because you know 2003 not really a lot popping off and Good Friday Agreement had already happened pretty much just chilling but there was a, a lad whose best mate had been posted there and they fucking wanted to you know I don't know play Big Spoon and Little Spoon or something and uh, and he asked me if I wanted to swap and I was like okay so I swapped and I ended up going to North Yorkshire instead it's a bit of a turn up is what it is but you know I didn't know much about the conflict and obviously in the army you only get one side of the conflict which is everyone's I grew fuck. up with like the, I grew up with like the other side so 
because I'm so like obviously multicultural. Like I've grown up like with Catholics going to church, with like Muslim family, with fucking Sikh friends, Hindu, like just just everything. I go to temple, I go to mosque, go to church. I do like I just go everywhere. Like I don't care. I don't if you're my friend, we'll, I'll, I'll, we're gonna go to them places, isn't it? So and like I grew up seeing how like Irish people were treated here. Like, I remember couple instances like my, me and my nan and my family in a car going to like we drove down to London really late with my dad and we were driving around uh, Buckingham Palace and that this is when you could drive up really close to it and that and uh, I remember the police coming up to my nan like to, to the car to talk to us and my nan was scared to speak and that like I ain't speaking like my accents are like he's like gonna fuck us over do you know what I mean good afternoon and, officer uh, yeah like just shit like that and like <laughs> Just the way people were treated, stories of the no blacks, no dogs, no Irish kind of thing. Like, yo, it wasn't that long ago, do you know what I mean? That was the 60s, that. It wasn't that long ago at all. I've so. seen the t-shirt you got, the more blacks, more Irish, more dogs. I love that. Yeah, sick. Finn Lizzy started that. He was a black Irish fellow, wasn't he? Was he? In Finn Lizzy. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, I, got, I got taught that after I wore it, but yeah. Like, um, some mad shit, man. Some mad shit. Isn't it? Usually, I thought it was very close to going. Fault. I thought it was. What's he saying about <laughs> Philip um, Harris Lynott is the geezer's name. I thought it was. It had the potential to go shot. west like that at the start of COVID. It didn't. Everyone kept a lid on it. But it felt, didn't it, for a, a week maybe or so, like when all the toilet roll ran out. That was what. What how weird was that? I don't know how we got from there to that, but yeah, um, it was a weird time, wasn't it? Like, didn't feel that real. Feels like, Ages ago, and I, you can kind of maybe feel that could be coming again. Is it a Michael Bay film that's just coming out? Is it called Clockwork? What the fuck is going on here? What? Went from toilet roll, from what's the it Irish called? To toilet roll. Google it. There's a COVID film come out. <laughs> and also, are you like, hang on, when did you write and shoot this, you fucking savage? I can't wait for the documentaries about Trump. Songbird. It's called Songbird. About Trump to come out, you know, like Forget the last that. days of his you, presidency oh, is yeah, going to be amazing. Um, I mean, there's loads of rumours that his bird's going to divorce him. <sighs> she ain't going to do that. Not reckon. It's like because he might. They talk like he might actually go to jail. It's like Pep leaving City. Pep won't leave City because you can by having those powerful people in your life, your life can be so much easier. <laughs> it's like, or it couldn't be not. Melania Trump is Pep Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> Right, someone's going to have to draw me a picture. Um, what are we looking at here? What the fuck? Yeah, I can read that from here. Restrictions on Premier League and EFL Cups clubs appointing foreign managers are to come in from January. <laughs> and the new rules <laughs> would have prevented Manchester United appointing Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. Why? Are we going to have to send him back? Send the bugger back. Why? Why? Send the bugger back. <laughs> These aren't the ones I wanted, what, like, so I'm sending them. Joe, straight. I can't read that. The criteria for overseas money, this is 2020 vision, yeah, is that they must have worked for three out of the previous five years in what is described as a top league. That covers 33 of the world's main leagues, but not Norway, Solskjaer's native country where he had managed Moldy. Um, three out of the previous five? How long did Pep have off? Did Pep have three years off? When, oh, when, was, only, was it only a year? I think he had a year sabbatical when Jose rattled fuck out of him. Remember that? Yeah, but the thing is, right, so um, I can't think off the top of my head anyone now, but like Ranieri, didn't he have three years out? 
So you're telling me after free, like what's Big Sam? Big Sam must be coming up to free now, years. Now Ranieri was English. working in Italy, bro. Before he went to Leicester. But there's been managers that have been out of the game for a few years. Like, look at Paddy Evra, right? All right, he's living in London for one thing at the moment, but he's technically foreign. Even though I'm sure he must qualify, he, he must have qualified on residency. He must yeah. be naturalised now. But then again, he's left for a period. To Italy and France. So. But do you not keep it? <laughs> That's it. Just keep, keep it. Keep passport. Got a passport. Go for Got yourself. an address there, so. But counts. like, what if you're doing your education? <clears throat> mm. It's weird, like. Ah, oh, fuck you! Fuck Brexit! Fuck the government! I don't think fuck the Tories! What the fuck, man? I don't think this is fucking bullshit. Ronaldo as well, isn't it? No. No Ronaldo. No Anderson. Um, because you've you've got to have played a certain percentage of international fixtures, yeah. right? Ah, this is fucking bullshit, mate. This is absolute bullshit. Brexit really did. It's pissing Brexit. in our own faces. Some people like that kind of thing. Though. Right, yeah, but I don't. <laughs> um, this is the probably the worst episode we've ever done. Good though. Good though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> honestly, like whoever if you voted for Brexit, you need, honestly you need to literally go fuck yourself. You need to have a look in the mirror and think, how racist am I? But you know what the thing is, yeah. G give me one Do good you know thing, thing about is, yeah? Brexit. One. I think there there are good reasons to leave the EU. Name one. But wait, wait, hear me out. But we didn't do it in the right. We did it based on lies. You get me? Yeah. So we didn't do it on truth. And for that reason, and for the people that are putting it, putting it through, they don't care about all the other little things. They just want to make peas. And that's all that we're going to see. If you lined up on the same side as Farage, Katie Hopkins, and Boris fucking Johnson, but instead Bojo of was the likes stay, of... Bernie, no. at one point. Well, it's like Theresa May went from Remain to leave. Instead of like Professor Brian Cox... And people educated like that. If if you're thinking that Katie Hopkins making a lot of sense, but the professor, not so much. You're a fucking idiot. Anyone that refers to people as cockroaches, yeah. Especially when you know the history of that. You're a pagan, and you deserve to get the worst. Worse. Joe, should we put this yeah, on hey, screen? That's the thing, you know. Twitter these days, yeah. I see certain people trending, and I wish that. Bad things have happened to him. Like, I don't want to live in this world. Like, the things he's showing me right now, I don't want to live in this world. Like, why are you showing me this? I can legally have that. <laughs> straps. I don't want to live there. Katie Hopkins and Steve with straps. That ain't the world for me, man. I'm a responsible... I am a responsible gun owner. Why can't we just all get along and, in the words of Vooj, have a nice, like... I don't know if I can get this on screen because it's probably too bright. I'll try and dumb it, but... It's a gun. That's all they need to know. I don't understand how this is UK legal, but it is. Always strap. It's a 50 cal rifle. I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed to have one of them. That will take walls out. <laughs> oh, you can hunt rabbits with it. Hunt rabbits. <laughs> I actually don't know. I think I think the the UK legal usage of it is target practice. All right, listen, we've got some questions here, and the last one I've just seen is fucking amazing. It kind of fits into what we've been doing today, and it's <laughs> best type of anal <laughs> from Will Morstan. <laughs> Give it. 
All right, Beastie Lee says, what's the one album you can listen to every single song on? Bet it's not a Beatles album. Fucking amen, brother. <laughs> um, Morning Glory Oasis. All right. There's a lot of albums that I got that I can do that with, but... Illmatic Nas. No, Stillmatic Nas. Illmatic's not bad either, but so far. It's, Get it's Richard Dye trying. It's a classic like that as well. There's loads of them, but um, depends how I feel. Could be in an R&B move and put some Jagged Edge on. I'm down for that as well. 112. What did you think of Diallo's cameo performance last night? Says Master Lavi. Didn't see it. It was okay. Azul Vicar. What was he doing last night? 97. Oh, was it Probably somebody? shopping for a gun. Azul Vicar, 97, says JT is a prick. Fact. Factual. What did Fucking you think of that document? Oh, it's fantastic. It's, and like, the, I don't know if it was planned this way. I actually don't think it was. But the timing of Carlton Cole. Uh, shout out to Culture Cams. And shout all out to on that as well. Anton Ferdinand as well. Um, what a fantastic podcast that is. And. If you've not seen it, head over to my Twitter uh, and go and scroll down on the, the media and find the link that I put or the video that I put up of Carlton Cole basically saying about how much John Terry admitted it all, which means surely he's perjured himself. Now, I don't want to get anyone in trouble here, but I know John Terry's people are, were in touch trying to get that podcast taken down. But I bet you they're too shook to take it to court. Again. Do you know what I mean? They'll be shook to set that to court because if Carlton Cole says, well, Fuck did, him! Why, why aren't Derby getting a load of grief for him? And like, can you imagine being an Aston Villa player and going into training and just fucking looking at that horrible cunt today? Imagine being, I don't know, Tyrone Wings and that. It's not nice, you know what I mean? Just eat Especially your breakfast like that. <laughs> <laughs> Two-footed him by accident in training. Yeah, I hate John Terry. Properly hate him. But like, we can't talk about hypocrisy being a club-specific thing because Manchester United are hypocrites as well. When you talk, when you look at the treatment of Ron Atkinson, how they kept wheeling him out on MUTV, like they are hypocrites as well. So it's not just a club-specific thing, but John Terry, the way he got away with that, it was almost like English football had kind of well, come even together the to F make. Did you see the FA statement yesterday? It was yeah. like two or three paragraphs. Um, sort of there there in Anton Ferdinand and like four arguing with the guy at Kick It Out if the guy at Kick It Out feels like he can't fucking talk to you guys you need to fix up fucking kick it out first off Kick It Out are a waste of time and I think that documentary showed you all you need to know about Kick It Out they are pointless they are full of hollow statements oh look we got a t-shirt oh look we're doing this oh look Black Lives Matter has run its course Black Lives Matter has run its course. What has Kick It Out done? When you, all you're doing is giving T-shirts to racists and apart from that, doing fuck all because you're too scared to say anything because of the fact if you say anything, your funding will get pulled. That's why I tweeted this week that in my opinion, obviously you have the PFA which is there so that could possibly come into it because the, player, the players obviously pay a percentage to the PFA, right? It's a union, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, with Gordon Taylor There could be an alternative where the, the players form an organisation which is anti-discrimination, um, which takes the place of Kick It Out and it isn't worrying about funding getting pulled. And then you've got all this group of players that are together that can say, let's take action, man. If That's this the is PFA's happening, job. Let's take, yeah, the PFA's, what the fuck else is, is the it PFA's there to do? Job. Like, if you look, is it, I think it's Gordon Taylor. Let me just double check. PFA chairman. Um, Mihir Ten asked us to speak about this as well, which is good. Uh, all right, it looks like a new guy has just come in. So, Gordon Taylor's salary. 
Gordon Taylor's salary. Um, I thought it was up to like four million. It says here two million. So he, yeah, that fucker's like two million. What has he done? He just does a speech at Northwest Football Awards every year, and apart from that, nothing. These men are all a waste of time. It's like, what is the point in all these people? That's they're just there on the gravy train. It's like that Troy Townsend. Bro, he's not doing anything that's going to ruffle any feathers because he loses his job, he loses his pee. Um, I was asked, because I often tweet about Kick It Out a lot, um, their current head asked me to meet with him. He's sound, um, Sanjay, he's cool. But I went to meet with him and I was like, I fully, I told him everything that I said in my tweets to his face. Like, he's like a pointless. Like, you Did he have any comeback? Obviously, he's saying, well, we're trying to do this and we do actually do this and we do a lot in the community and this, that and the other. And it's like... What do you, what do you mean? What, what do, oh, quantify that for me. Yeah, it's Quantify like, what you do in the community. I want to see you taking action. You don't, you don't make change without action. Every real change in the world has come through proper action, not through towing the line and, you know, oh, yeah, we can't say nothing because... Bro, fuck it, say it. If you lose your job, that proves there's a problem. If, you, if, if Kick It Out lose their funding... That proves there is a problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, they're, they're not the problem, but they're a massive part of the problem in terms of sorting it out. Well, especially because if the FA's paying lip service to it and going, see, we have kicked it out. Like, as if it's like a... We've dealt with it almost. But you're not, if you're not doing anything, you're not fucking doing anything. What's the point in your existence? It's like rainbow laces, bro. It's like, oh, yeah, we wear rainbow laces. Not one footballer has felt confident enough to come out. Mm. <laughs> It's like, so really... And just by sheer numbers, man. There has to be. There's got to be gay footballers. Like, bro, it's a, you know, it's not unusual. No. So it's like, it's all just bollocks. Like, it's just, I'm just tired. Like, I'd rather they went, no, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, we don't care. Because then I can handle it. If you look at the way Enia Luko was treated at that time, if you look at the way Anton Ferdinand... Yeah, and he kept his job, didn't he? Um, the fella that played for Charlton, uh, Jonathan Lecco. Sorry if I've got his first name wrong. But it's like, they're all just thrown under the bus, made to feel like the victim. Sorry, made to feel like the criminal, when in fact they're the victim. It's all of the John Terry, Anton Ferdinand stuff focused on John Terry and not on Anton Ferdinand in the slightest. Or they drew parallels uh, and comparisons of real Ferdinand and, and John Terry because those were the two bigger names. Forgetting the fact that there's a fucking professional footballer being racially abused on a football pitch. And if you look at the way Chelsea treated that fan, who, who said stuff to Raheem Sterling compared to the way they treat John Terry, who says stuff to Anton Vernon. And there was more evidence for John Terry's than there was for that fans because you could still possibly... Obviously, Raheem Sterling's word, you'll take his word for it. He's not going to lie about that. But there was still a doubt because you couldn't really see what he was saying. As for John Terry, everybody could see it. Like, and regardless of his excuse or not, and for those that don't know what happened with John Terry and Ferdinand, they were both on the pitch. They both got into a little clash. QPR were beating Chelsea. Um, I think two players had been sent off for Chelsea already. And, and John Terry had clashed with Anton Ferdinand and then said some racist shit, which you can easily search up. Um, and then he tried to deny that he said that racist shit by saying, I did say it, but I Tell said it in the form of a question to ask whether he really... That's genius, that. <laughs> I've got, I've got to give it props for who, whoever his lawyer is and went, you see lemons? I see lemonade. Here yeah. we go. Here's what we did. Because that's the most, like, you like, it's not saying, oh, I never said it because we can go, yes, you did. But saying, 
No, I asked him if mm. he'd heard me say that, and obviously, no, I didn't. And you can also tell by the way he said it that it wasn't phrased like a question. No. Like, even if he... And Ashley Because he's, like, spitting in the middle of it, isn't he? Ashley Cole was right next to him, said in court now, he never said... Like, oh, you're a pagan, man. Oh. And then Rio got done for cussing Ashley Cole. Like, Rio got more done, or as done as John Terry did, and Rio got dropped... Rio Ferdinand got dropped out of England. Like, like England have got the fucking depth to be dropping. And who was the manager Rio at the time Ferdinand. that tried to Hodgson. say it was because of footballing reasons? Roy Hodgson. Disgrace. Disgrace. So, Fuck yeah. you, Roy Hodgson. Fuck the Tories. And I think on that note... What a note to leave it on. Yeah. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, Did you know you can listen to all of this shit on iTunes? And Spotify. And Spotify. Um, Not your weird ones, though. Like... You can fuck off Audio if you've got weird ones. Review us on iTunes, please. Yeah, if you review us on iTunes, we're giving away T-shirts for five-star reviews. Leave some not contact every five-star review. Fucking hell, I'm no, not we're going to pick some. So it better be good, right? Better make us laugh. Better reference the 1991 uh, European Cup winners' cup final. Mm. And we've also got 12 days of Christmas. Oh for, my God! Have for we? members of YouTube, um, of hit the join button. Page. Hit the join button. Become a member. Get. Some outrageous So what we've got shit. is an Andy Cole signed book, which is pretty good. The new book as well, so you probably haven't got it. Um, we've got FIFA on any console that you want it on. Football Manager 21. Tate will come to your house and give you a bath. Tate oh, do we put that? Do we not put that in? We... That we might probably, be. We'll we see. We'll see. Depends see. where you live. Depends see. where you live. Um, so Tate, you're an coach, you're in. <laughs> we've got a couple of T-shirts to give away. Uh, we've got a PS5 to give away as well. Uh, and I say we've got it to give away. We haven't got it yet because depending on where the winner is, if you're winning it and you're in Australia, we'll order it from somewhere in Australia. So we're not closing the competition to just people from the UK. It's international. But if you're a it's member, worldwide. you can win. And if you win one prize, like you win a T-shirt, that doesn't count you out from winning the PS5. You're still in the hat every single day on the 12 days to Christmas. From but the 25th of December to the 5th of 26th January. 26th to the 6th. It's 12 days of Christmas. It's the 25th. I googled it earlier. The 12 days of Christmas. It's definitely from Boxing Day onwards. It's not. It is. Look, 12 days of Christmas dates. No, Say something. We're, we're doing... All right, well, that is not what we're doing. We're doing it from Boxing Day onwards. Well, we've changed it to 12 days of Christmas. But there you go. It's coming up soon. Um, so keep it locked. The first winner, I guess, will be announced on the Watch Along. Boxing Day Watch Along. And then we'll announce them as we go along. And they'll be posted in the community section as well um, for members. Just get in there. Enjoy yourself. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.